This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. This is News Talk 980 CKNW. Good morning and welcome to the show. I'm Sterling Fox. In just a few minutes, Dr. Ron Zokel from BC Perio will be here to help resolve some of those New Year's resolutions about getting your smile back. And he'll take your calls, too. But first, here are some of the top consumer stories we're following this week. In these days of ever-expensive gas, mind you, it's not as expensive this weekend as it was last, but it's still a buck and a quarter on average, we've come to be pretty good at finding the cheapest prices around when it's time to top up the tank. Well, the folks at GasBuddy.com have just introduced a new app to help in your search. The app is free to download, and immediately you'll have the best gas prices for your area. Information on those prices is provided by crowdsourcing. So if you participate and toss in a few low prices you've found, then you can earn points to win prizes, all while enjoying the lowest cost gas around. The Gas Buddy app also features a trip calculator, which will allow you to plan a more economical vacation, as well as blogs from industry pros and observers like Dan McTagg. And once again, the best part, it's free at GasBuddy.com. Online retailer Amazon has apologized for selling doormats featuring the Indian flag on its Canadian website. Amazon removed the product from its website on Wednesday and apologized the following day after the Indian foreign minister strongly criticized the firm. In fact, the minister had personally tweeted India would rescind visas for Amazon officials if it failed to apologize. You see, desecration of the flag is punishable with fines and imprisonment in India. So, the Indian Foreign Ministry and their spokesperson Vika Swarup expressed gratitude for Amazon's quick retraction and apology. Within one day, the Vice President and Country Head of Amazon wrote to her expressing regret and indicating that the item had been pulled from the website. We appreciate the prompt response from Amazon and hope that such incidents are not repeated in the future. All right. Now, even though eBay is really just a middleman giving buyers and sellers a platform to conduct business, it doesn't want those buyers being conned into paying for counterfeit items or sellers unloading potentially illegal knockoffs. So according to Consumerist.com, eBay announced this week it will use a network of professional authenticators to inspect certain high-end products to make sure they aren't fakes. At first, the program will be tested with sellers who offer things like high-end handbags and agree to an authentication service for an undisclosed fee while listing a product. If a seller opts into the program, their product listing will include a message saying the item will be reviewed by a professional authenticator before it's delivered. Once an item sells, the authenticator looks at the product. If it passes, it gets shipped to the buyer. If it subsequently turns out the product was indeed a fake, eBay will issue a refund to the buyer. For some products, the buyer will be able to request that authentication even though they will be the ones paying the fee for that service. eBay expects the program to roll out by the end of the year. The company is just the latest to set its sights on combating counterfeit goods. Amazon had uh, similar announcements in last November, and Alibaba has been taking similar steps for the last couple of years. Well, here's a survey I thought I'd never see. 
roughly one in three banking and insurance customers globally would consider switching their bank personal accounts to Google, Amazon, or Facebook if those Silicon Valley giants decided to get into the financial services game, according to a new survey out this week. Canadian banks must be loving this, as they've been trying to detach us from the quaint notion that humans in banks are actually necessary for years. The survey, conducted by consulting firm Accenture, found that among over 32,000 people polled in 18 countries, there was broad consumer demand for banks and insurance companies to use robust advisory services or software propelled by artificial intelligence, basically less human intervention. In Brazil, for example, 50% of respondents said, yeah, sure, I'll switch to one of those accounts. In Indonesia and Italy, high 40s percentages there. Are you ready for this? The bank of Facebook? <laughs> Google your way to financial freedom? I don't know about this. This just in from Ottawa, friends. Canadians are very proud of our country and are starting to warm up to the idea of Canada's 150th birthday this year. But at this early point, we really aren't engaged in the big party and the formal celebrations. The government commissioned a poll last summer to take our pulse on the big 150, and findings indicate we're definitely celebrate and we're definitely into this. We will go to things like perhaps a national park or vacation in another province or attend an event if it's close enough to home, they say within 40 kilometers. At the point, the time of polling, however, none of us knew the government was planning to drop a half a billion dollars this year. The bulk of the anniversary money goes to the Canada 150 Community Infrastructure Program to fix up culture and recreation centers across the country. The fund was introduced by the previous Conservative government months before the last election, and it was doubled to $300 million in the first Trudeau budget. 83% of respondents to that poll last summer said the feds should spend money on celebration, although the survey did not ask how much funding they should be comfortable with. And no commemorative medals will be struck and awarded to deserving community members this time either, as this government has decided it will find other ways to honor deserving, hardworking Canadians. God forbid they emulate a tradition used by the Conservatives. They would do well to keep in mind that 50 years ago, in centennial year, it was the liberal government of Prime Minister Pearson that issued those medals They and were a huge hit with the folks in that year. Those are some of the big stories we're watching this week. We'll look at a few more later on. We'll also have a steel report that looks into the old adage, happier cows make better ice cream. But coming up next, it's a new year full of opportunities and optimism. And for some, a chance to finally get their smiles back. Dr. Ron Zokel from BC Perio joins us to tell you how that dream can be accomplished quickly and safely when we come back on Vancouver Consumer on News Talk 980 CKNW. Welcome back at Sterling Fox in studio with Dr. Ron Zoko from BC Perio. We're talking implant dentistry this morning and taking your calls as well. The lines are open at 604-280-9898. Again, 604-280-9898. Let's start with Chris in Surrey. Thank you for waiting and good morning, Chris. Uh, good morning, Dr. Ron. Yes, good I uh, know and understand that you are very busy uh, before Christmas, so many people needed their, their teeth repaired to have a nice smile again. And I called the answering service and uh, listed myself for uh, an appointment. 
whenever you people have time to check me out. I was told uh, or hear it over the CKNW that the um, uh, initial uh, check and meeting will be free of, free of charge to ch- check and uh, evaluate the situation of, of my my um, maybe uh, gum and the like. But I have no, uh, I don't need any bone graft. That I know for a fact. Okay. So what's your question, Chris? I wanted uh, to set up and request for an appointment. Oh, okay. Well, that's pretty easy to do. Very easy. Uh, First of all, uh, any questions for Chris, Dr. Ron? Uh, Not really. All we have to do is figure out what your level of health is and stability and find out what's best for you to help give you teeth for next 10 to 30 years. Now, that uh, rumor that Chris was alluding to about that initial conversation and consultation being free of charge, is that is that a rumor or is there substance no, to it? No, there's substance to it. It's true. We do not charge for that service to start with. And all he has to do is contact the BC Perio office at uh, 604-872-0222 and speak to one of the fine ladies in the reception area and arrange for an appointment. That, that's all he has to do. Okay, Very Chris, and, and if you miss the if the phone number, it's on the website at bcperio.ca. And this time, call during business hours, because Chris clearly called and got an answering service, Dr. Sure. Ron, so it was an off time. So just call during business hours when the staff is there, and then get, get right to it. Absolutely. Okay. And, and, and I would suggest that Chris contact when he speaks to somebody in the office just say that i listened to the radio program i heard that and i'd like to make arrangements to be seen okay chris so you know you have your work cut out for you thanks for your call this morning chris talked about bone grafts what is a bone graft and what does it have to do i understand what a bone graft is i suppose from medical things uh from war movies but what what does that have to do with dentistry and implants (laughs) it's something that ought to be a more common practice in most implant practices and it's it's a very sophisticated procedure in the majority of cases now what it is is it comes from the fact that when you lose teeth or you have disease around teeth you often lose a great deal of your jawbone structure okay which means if you would like to have a tooth placed on top of an implant in exactly the same position and the bone is missing that you need to rebuild the bone structure to put the implant in exactly the right spot so you can have a tooth that looks like a proper tooth okay and it remains healthy for the course of the great many years to come so at this conference in Tehran in Iran later this this year, you're going to be speaking on this matter, bone regeneration. So it would suggest to me that it's not an actual, you take a piece of bone from my leg and put it in my mouth. How do you, how in fact do you regenerate bone in a person's mouth? Well, uh, that's a very complex question and it's not a simple answer. What I can tell you is there are a variety of degrees of difficulty in rebuilding bone depending on the character of bone that you got to rebuild. Okay. If it's a small little amount, it can be straightforward and fairly simple. If it's a fairly large area uh, multi-dimensional. I'm talking about height and width and length. Uh, it can be a very complex procedure that is fraught with complications and risks. Okay. So this program in Tehran is a program where some of the top surgeons are being brought in 
to discuss and talk about the advanced concepts in rebuilding the missing bone in various patients' mouths. But basically, if I can uh, paraphrase this uh, complicated procedure, you don't actually take a bone from another part of a person's body. You cause the mouth to create new bone. Is that and am I, is well, that simplified too simple? Yes, it is because because you can actually take a piece of bone from your body and put it back in your mouth. Oh, okay. As long as the same person's. Now you can also take bone from a dead person, cadaver, and a lot of bone, but it's got to be treated properly so it can be put into somebody else's body and remain stable, and not rejected, or to contribute, communicate diseases or what have you. And there's a lengthy process by which that happens, and it's a very common procedure, and it's okay. very, very highly controlled, very well controlled, so that there is no issues using it. Or there are materials that are fabricated um, in a laboratory bench. We call it synthetic materials okay. that you will place inside to grow bone, and as long as you treat that area correctly, it will completely, res- we call resorb. The body actually goes in and takes it away and replaces it with its, your own natural bone structure. Isn't that something? Right? And but, it doesn't matter how old you are or anything like well, that. Well, it doesn't, but a lot. Well, some people will be compromised in their ability to regenerate this tissue if they're medically compromised to some degree. Okay. So the question is, is are you healthy enough to have this done? The majority of people are. Age does not appear to be a criteria, a significant enough criteria, because we've rebuilt bone from people from their teens through their 90s. Is it, so So it's pretty safe to say, uh, to assume, based on this information, uh, thank you, Chris, for your call, by the way, and pointing us in this direction, uh, not everyone can walk in off the street and be automatically an eligible candidate for a dental implant. Some individuals will require some preparation, and including uh, the, uh, uh, more bone to be created. If that's the case, how long does the process of being uh, rebuilding the bone so you can take an implant, how long does that take? Often it'll take four to six months. Usually five would be a common denominator there. Uh, sometimes we can put the implant and grow bone back at the same time. There's a lot of ways that we can do this. And there's some people who have, may have had a lot of bone loss, but because they're missing as many teeth as they are, this is where the teeth in a day come in. We don't have to do any bone grafting to get enough implants in to support a full set of teeth on both upper and lower jaws. Ah, okay. Now, a couple of a couple of uh, terms that you've used, all on four, and now teeth in one day. What's the difference between those two uh, terms? Okay, all on four is the protocol by which you, for anywhere from four to six implants are placed in a jaw, and a full set of teeth are placed on those implants. Now, that can be done all in one day, or it can be done over an extended period of time. And the all-in-one day means that the day that you put the implants in, we also put the teeth, the solid, rock-solid teeth on top of those implants. That's teeth in one day. Ah. And that's what we do more frequently than anything else. Oh, is that right? And and so the implant is actually, it's the device that goes into the bone and holds the tooth. Has it got a little spike or something that you put the tooth on? (laughs) It can. That's one way of doing it, but it's not the way we do it. Okay. Uh, Implants can come in a variety. The implant itself is the structure that goes in the bone. It's kind of like the anchor. It represents the root of your tooth. Right. And then the root has the what we call the crown. So on top of the implant, you can screw a device onto the top of the implant that allows you to seat a crown or a set of teeth onto them. Okay. So there is a there's a number of components that go on top of the implant to actually create the teeth on top of the implant. They're all screw retained or threaded, if you will. Do teeth ever break off? Sure. Oh, they do. Oh, sure. Okay. I mean, 
when you think about what God gave people in teeth, uh, people break enamel. I mean, that's hard, hard, hard material. Mm-hmm. But the forces you generate in your mouth are huge. And so the materials that we rebuild with will, f- will also deteriorate over time because of the forces placed on them. Sure. Okay. It's, it's fair to say that they won't decay because they're not biologic materials, but they will break. But, okay, so that's interesting because there's no time off from uh, basic dental hygiene practices, even if you have uh, implants, because while the teeth themselves might not decay because they can't, they're, they're uh, of a foreign material, you could still, you still need to brush your teeth oh. and get all, and take care of your gums and things, right? Absolutely. I mean, if you, we have people who have kept their implants stable and healthy for over 30, 35 years. I've got them in my practice, people that are that healthy. The common denominator for all those people who keep their implants that long is their level of oral hygiene. When they clean it right and we do our job right, there is a massive long-term value in these procedures. Okay. Uh, talk to us a little bit about, uh, in terms of the ability uh, to just uh, – to eat and to, to mix socially and all the rest between implants and the what you, people used to call false teeth, the, uh, a plate, uh, uh, some kind of appliance. Yeah, dentures. Yeah. yeah. Dentures that sit on your gum tissue. Mm-hmm. Uh, these procedures, the dentures in some people My dad just used fine. to call them false teeth. Yeah, false teeth. I've heard all, other people call them oral wigs. Okay. That's they're rather denigrating <laughs> and I'm not... <laughs> Okay. And I, I, I don't think I should go there. Uh, <laughs> but the point is, is that these things are not of themselves a great long-term solution. And while they will fit adequately because you got a lot of bone structure from onto which they are stable, you'll find that you'll lose anywhere from 80 to 95% of the biting force over a period of time with these. You will lose bone structure underneath the implants to the point where down the road, you won't have sufficient bone to hold the denture in place. What causes the bone structure loss? Just the pressure on the gums of the denture while you're chewing. Oh, really? It increases an inflammatory response. That inflammatory response causes the bone to deteriorate. So it's not a stable process. So over a long period of time, most people run into a lot of problems with their dentures. So is uh, for, for someone who, for example, and we talked about reasons not to go forward with your New Year's resolution to get your smile back, and we talked about cost, and uh, that there are, there are cost realities associated with this. But if you're already dealing with, uh, a, uh, with uh, dentures, they aren't cheap. And they also don't last forever. So if you did the math and, and did the tally between uh, replacing dentures probably, what, every five to ten years? Oh, you have to have them relined at very least, I would say, every three to five years okay. at very least. And there's only a certain number of times you can reline them before then a new set of dentures would be appropriate. But those maintenance costs over time, plus the initial appliance purchase in the first place, over time, they probably are fairly equal, but it's just, they, you get paid out differently. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. And I think to a large degree, the difference in costs isn't as significant as one might appreciate by virtue of what you're saying. However, probably there is a little bit more investment in that because while you don't have any changes in the gum or bone structure after you put the implants in, but for any disease that might occur, happen around the implant itself, right. which can be uh, uh, resolved by proper cleaning, you don't have the degree of bone loss. You don't have a change of fit. You better have a better smile. You have a three immediately a 300% increase in your biting force, which just gets better and stronger. Uh, and it looks far better. 
than than dentures. So uh, you will pay a bit more, I believe, when you even after a five or ten year period. Now some people have if they don't put a lot of force on their teeth, might find it gets very close to equal. Okay. But people who put a lot of force on their teeth and really have a heavy bite, their wear patterns or fracture potential is stronger. Sure. And therefore, they will spend more to keep their teeth looking phenomenal and great and replace any fractured tooth structure. Are any of these costs, whether it's dentures or implants or any of that kind of stuff, we don't have a dental program in British Columbia similar to the healthcare or medical program, but there are a lot of corporate uh, benefit packages that include some measure of dental coverage. Uh, would that extend to implants? Uh, in some cases it will, but Every dental plan has its own particular characteristics, and I don't see many that are valuable here. Okay. So, again, it's, it's a move that an individual makes because he or she has decided that it's just time and uh, uh, the devil with the cost kind of thing, right? Because, I mean, what value, what dollar value can you place on, A, the smile uh, and the self-satisfaction that comes with being able to smile in a natural way and not not be self-conscious. Yeah, and I like the word you use in value because uh, that's really, you're making an investment and it has value because it changes the character and quality of your life when you can have fixed teeth in rather than floppy dentures mm-hmm. or diseased teeth that look terrible and have a toll on your whole body because of the disease process. So it's an investment in your health and in the, your quality of life and how you look and how you feel about yourself. Do you need to get a whole bunch? For example, if, if, you've, if you've lost a tooth or a couple for maybe a sports injury or whatever over time, and you, but everything else is pretty good, can you just go get implants for those two missing points? Oh, absolutely. Oh, you absolutely. can? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Because the impression, I think, for some is you've got to go, go fix your face. You've got to get it all done, every tooth, in and out, and all that stuff. It's not the case, is no. it? And this is why we have to see every person on an individual basis to find out what the assets are in their present moment. Do we, do we repair the damage that's there and keep their natural teeth and everything else and make it look as like they've never had a problem in the first place? Or... Is the disease process so significant and the continued deterioration so significant that we're better off removing what little they have left and putting in implants and a full set of teeth on the implants? And that's only a determination that can be made after that initial free consultation. That's exactly right. Okay, so the consultation clearly would involve uh, some kind of cursory exam, a good look at what the situation is, and and you've been at this long enough to be, it wouldn't take long for you to be able to say to an individual, well, yeah, we could do that for you, or perhaps uh, you want to consider an alternative. Sure, I would say that about 95% of people fall into it's an easy solution to save your teeth or to get rid of what's there. And then there's 5% where you got to give a lot of thought to it and say, hmm, okay, you're right on the borderline. There are two options. You can re- repair what you got or, mm-hmm. or you can get rid of what you got. And and that's a determination that would we make in harmony with the patient, talk about their priorities and, and what they can do to keep their teeth if we rebuild it. What's the cost? Is that going to be a factor? Sure. What do we have to do? And all that information you get up front, That's too. what you Nobody, that, no secret stuff. Right up front. Uh, one more call here before we go, and that's Camilla in North Van. Hello. Yes, good morning. Yeah, I, um, I, I've listened intently <laughs> to what Mr. Zalko had to say about teeth. I was wondering if there's any advances in stem cell research to do with the teeth and the regrowth of bone. No, absolutely, Carmela. Stem cell research 
is ongoing. We do use stem cells. We'll take stem cells from a uh, cancerous bone in a hip, for example, and that when during a regeneration, bone regeneration process, introduce those stem cells into that bone graft material. And of course, what stem cells do is that they will help differentiate uh, some of the cells that we have, the precursory cells that are can go in any number of directions to form bone or soft tissue or any number of different structures, these stem cells will change to bone to enhance the bone grafting procedure. Great question, Camilla. Thank you for that. How long has this been going on? This is what you're going to talk about in Tehran this Uh, summer too, isn't it? I won't be covering that specific subject, but the principles are the same. And this has been going on for the better part of 10 years. Interesting stuff. So again, thank you, Camilla. That uh, that brought another dimension to this conversation that I was unaware of. So again, it's all the very latest cutting edge technology and technique. Well, very much so. All right. Uh, two offices, Vancouver downtown, uh, basically 12th and Canby area, right? Uh, that's right. Actually, no, 12th and Canby, Broadway and Willow. My old my old facility this is, is 12th, Broadway, and 12th and Canby. That's right. That's I, I, Dr. Ron and I have known each other for a few years. <laughs> That's correct. So it's Broadway and Willow. And where's the Coquitlam office? That's on um, Johnson Street, around Johnson Road, right by uh, Coquitlam Center. Okay. So it's 1175 uh, Johnson Street, I believe. And Coquitlam. All of this information, by the way, yeah, it's 1175 Johnson and 777 West Broadway in Vancouver. All of this information, including the phone numbers uh, for appointments and all the rest of it, on the website bcperio.ca. Dr. Ron Zokel, a great way to start off the new year, as always. Good fun and tremendous information. Thank you. Thank you, Sterling. We're back with more right after this. Good afternoon. Welcome to the program. It is 12.06 in Vancouver. Sterling Fox with you all set with the big five top stories of the day. Joined in studio by newsman Matt Lee. And, uh, you know, it's it's been a while after the uh, dampest... Uh, I believe the dampest October in Vancouver history when we had, Matt, uh, three days when it didn't rain. I remember that. And we were in a pretty foul mood. And here we are. I welcome the uh, rain. That's right. Here we are on the verge of massive hysterical warmth and gratitude for a week of rain as we look at story number one. We're going to see a pretty good warm-up starting on Monday. Temperatures getting back to around seasonal Monday, but it's going to come in with rain. There's a slight chance that we'll get a little blast of snow before the warm air pushes in. That's uh, Michael Coos from Global BC Weather Office. And, of course, welcome news. Because in my neighborhood, and about yours, but I live in New Westminster, and yep. my street still has a lot of snow on the street, and there's way too much on my front lawn. And my partner at her home, she lives in the Edmonds area, so not too far from sure, New Westminster. Yeah. And it's uh, the piles of snow are not going away at this time. But uh, I'm looking forward to the fact that it's probably going to melt pretty darn quick over the course of the week, because uh, like we mentioned, Sterling, in the news rain coming for metro vancouver and Mm -hmm. it's going to start tomorrow morning and it is going to last right through the week in terms of long-term forecasts i don't see a day where there is not at least some rain happening throughout the course of the week so this is also just in as well and i can't believe i'm going to say this a special weather statement has just been issued by environment canada warning of the warm pacific front moving in and we're going to get the rain coming in i find it almost 
hysterical. Given that the environment, Canada is saying mm-hmm. Metro Vancouver, you're going to get the weather that you're used to uh, for about eighty percent of the year. Well, that's right, and and we've had the special weather statements that we've been receiving for the last month. Matt have yeah. not been anything like that. They've been snowstorms, snow, freezing five, rain, five snowfalls in four weeks. Yeah, so uh, so five special weather statements. <laughs> this is number six, and it's about rain. Oh, come on. Yeah, exactly. So uh, again, uh, we're going to get a lot of rain coming in, and Environment Canada issuing a special weather statement saying that uh, a warm Pacific front moving in towards the south coast, and it's going to begin probably around the overnight period heading into tomorrow morning. So tonight, then, should be the last sub-zero overnight. Let's savor, let's put it this way, let's savor the uh, the cold temperatures and the clear skies while we can, because it's going to be a gray start to the work week for tomorrow, and I know uh, you and I talked about this last week as well, a lot of people skating out in Trout add, Lake. That was my next question, have you been out skating this, at all this week? This is going to be the last day I'm sure that you're probably going to be able to skate outdoors and possibly for the rest of the years well. Because you were out in Lafarge Lake. In that's, that's right. And uh, I know that today, uh, the Vancouver Park Board telling us yesterday that Trout Lake's still good for skating oh, for yeah. the rest of the weekend. But I'm sure that conversation is going to change because temperatures warming up to the 8 to 10 degree mark over the next few days. Mm-hmm. On today's Big Five, here is story number two. The level of drugs that are out there right now are nothing like what was out there 10 years ago, even five years ago, four years ago. Uh, they're dangerous. People are dying and they're dying far more often than they used to. That's Gord Fuller. Yeah, that's right. Nanaimo City Councillor Gord Fuller ex- explaining that uh, the pop-up injection site, which we had seen in place in the city since Boxing Day, that it, they are now shifting locations at this time. Uh, apparently, Fuller saying Island Health and the city of Nanaimo working to move the site to a temporary spot uh, a little ways away, which is at an existing supportive housing building at this time. He says right now, Island Health in the process of hiring more employees at this time, just because of right now um, perhaps being a little bit overwhelmed in the yeah. city of Nanaimo with regards to the pop-up injection site and we have seen here firsthand sterling in the downtown east side and other areas where we have seen pop-up sites uh that those sites are busy yes and and certainly they're saving lives they're classified even by the organizers as a temporary solution but uh this time uh the temporary site that was moved in Nanaimo is going to be switching locations, at least for the meantime, as uh, more employees get hired. We're going to start seeing this coming uh, out of Ontario now. Mm-hmm. I know because there are temporary sites have already sprung up in both Toronto and Ottawa in anticipation of all of this, Matt, and a, a smart move in both of those cities. What do you think, what are you hearing in the newsroom with respect to these temporary or pop-up sites becoming more permanent, whether it's here in Vancouver or Nanaimo or Victoria or elsewhere? Coming more permanent is a tough call. I mean, at this time, again, like we've discussed, Band-Aid solution are these pop-up injection sites. And having spoken with several people in the downtown east side and having been to that pop-up injection site on East Hastings myself, a lot of people feel safe when they're at these pop-up sites and they they feel that they are it is a very community sense that they're feeling and it is saving lives these people can um you know bring the drugs that they need and and not worry about fatally overdosing in a street alley alone by themselves mm-hmm. there's a different stigma when you go to a pop-up site compared to let's say inside in the downtown east side where there seems to be a little bit more red tape in terms of getting the services that you require and so to answer your question I'm not sure when it comes to whether or not these sites get more permanent uh, status at this time just because it is uh, being funded at this time and you know these people are who are working at these sites are getting you know um, a little bit of money to to keep the site running and Mm. operational 
but I, I don't know if it would be considered permanent. But, you know, given the overdose crisis that we had seen going into 2016 and now heading into 2017, I don't want to say anything is impossible at this time just because it seems like this crisis is not slowing down for 2017. Unfortunately, and, I think and you're right. And so I, I could see a situation, and this is just me, I could see a situation where this site, these pop-up sites, last right through the year. Interesting stuff. We hope that the circumstances change, but there's no indication, as Matt just said, that any change is likely, certainly from Mm -hmm. what we're seeing early at this early juncture in the new year. As we move through today's Big Five, here's story number three. I have a great deal of respect for him, but he's a partisan and I disagree with him on issues. I should be able to honestly disagree with him and not have it all come back to I have no appreciation for civil rights uh, icon because of this. Former Donald Trump Republican uh, leadership uh, contender Rand Paul uh, saying a whole lot about Donald Trump, as everyone is. A week from today, Matt, when you and I sit down to do the Big Five, it'll be, well, a slightly different world. We will have a President Trump by this time next weekend, Sterling. So uh, there you go. You hear Rand Paul there of Kentucky, of course, saying that, uh, you know, uh, we, we have seen... Senator Lewis call out Donald Trump saying that his presidency will be considered illegitimate at this time. But Rand, on the other hand, saying that Trump should be allowed to disagree with him, that Donald Trump's team is still plenty steamed. And there are now calls for President Barack Obama to act as well. We're hearing from Ryan Priebus as well. He told NBC's Meet the Press that President Obama should, quote, step up and call it is call it what it is. What's wrong? What's which is happening? Uh, it's wrong how some of these Democrats are treating President-elect Donald Trump. Well, you know, it's really, really interesting and and producer Ben Dooley and I were talking about this before we went on air. You know, if you go back eight years to the inauguration, the, the days leading up mm-hmm. to the f- inauguration, the first inauguration of America's first black president, Barack Obama, and what the pol- his political uh, opponents were saying about him. And you may recall the birther movement was uh, thriving at the time. Yep. And there were those eight years ago this weekend saying basically the same things as Representative Lewis from Georgia was saying this morning on US TV. I don't think the guy's legitimate. I can't work with him. I can't support him. Except in those days, eight years ago, they were called the Tea Party. This weekend, they're called Democrats. I don't see any difference in the rhetoric at all. And you know, the funny thing is when you bring up the birther movement for President Barack Obama when he was being inaugurated in 2008. Let's not forget one of those people behind that was Donald, Donald Trump. Trump. Absolutely. And, and it's a kind of a cruel twist of irony in the sense that now we're seeing Donald Trump being sworn in as the next president of the United States. So, I mean, we, we call it what it is. It is all fodder. And it, it's, it's almost like the shoes on the other foot a little bit here. The Democrats are now sort of uh, being, uh, having the finger pointed at them. Let's put it that way by those who are supporters of Donald Trump. And, and it wasn't long ago, eight years that it was them on the other foot yeah exactly so so here we are eight years later and it's a completely different world and it's going to be interesting going forward to see how this all plays out because with regards to russian hacking with regards to how the democrats are being treated now what we've seen with congressman john lewis it is all very interesting to see how this will play out especially over the first 100 days of donald trump's presidency he's matt lee i'm sterling fox it's the big five on cknw weekends with lots more after vancouver's news vancouver's talk This is News Talk 980 CKNW. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.